Hey, this is David and Nicole Binion, pastors of Dwell Church. We're so glad you've joined us and we hope you enjoy today's message. Let's recap just a little from last week. Remember I talked about drawing a line. How many of you have already backed up off the line? How many of you caught yourself in a negative conversation? Oh, then nobody's going to confess. Oh, we do have a couple of confessions. I have a confession. How many of you watched General Hospital? <laughs> or Fox still on? News? One of you. Yeah, it's still on. <laughs> you know, poor Luke is dead now. And Laura has married someone else, and now she is the mayor of the city. You know a little too much about that. <laughs> you looking at me like Richard, like what, what, what? Oh. Um, we talked about drawing a line, and we said those are the old words we used to say, and these are the new words that we are committed to say. We will arrest ourselves if we find ourselves on the path to a bad conversation, to a negative declaration, right? This is not mind over matter stuff. This is deciding to declare the truth of God's word and that be the central focus of all that we say and do. There's plenty to say in the world, but I choose. Whose report will you believe? We will report. There we go. Uh, A faith declaration is made when our heart and mouth agree together. Everybody say this with me. A faith declaration is made. A faith declaration is made. When our heart and mouth agree together with truth. When our heart and mouth agree together with truth. Yeah. So, um, it's important. It matters what you say. And we're going to get into that a little more. Yeah. So. Well, immediately I was thinking about the scripture in Philippians. All the, everything that is good, of a good report. Things that are true. Things that are lovely. Think on these things. Um, you know, there are a couple scriptures about faith. And Jesus is talking about faith. Um, that are... Many of us who, you know, we've we've heard these scriptures taught on uh, many times, and I so I want to I want to touch on those before we go into our seven faith declarations tonight, because you're gonna do you're gonna show us seven faith declarations from Psalm 27. Um, but you know, I heard Chris Ballatin from Bethel say this once that you you know that your mind has been renewed. One of the signs that, you're, that you have a renewed mind is that when something maybe out of the ordinary happens or the example he gave was, you know, uh, maybe your spouse didn't get home from work on time. So instead of going to like, oh, did they get a, in a car accident or to some, you, some negative thought of the worst thing that could have happened, you know that you are renewing your mind when instead of those immediately having that negative um, thought, you have um, a faith-filled thought. You know, maybe something good happened um, at work. And, and so... Do we have a confession? Do we have a confession? About well, a I, personal 
Why, we had a story this week, and I'm not going to name any names, but um, but this is a great example of this um, for us. We had a family in the church that um, had asked to, to meet with us, and, you know, sometimes... <laughs> When you plant a church and when you're a senior pastor, sometimes you begin to think that every time someone wants to meet to have a conversation, that it's about something bad. They're either leaving the church or like something, you know, they have a complaint, something, right? So that kind of like, you can get in the mindset of, you know, in in any, if you're a leader in any capacity and you're leading people um, and you're helping to solve problems, right? Sometimes we can just automatically think it's going to be something bad. So this week, I initially had that thought that this is, could be something negative. And then I thought... And I, I had the thought, too, but we didn't talk to each other about this right. thought. Right. I'm going to talk about thought. I mean, t- tonight, we're talking about what we say. Mm-hmm. Right. But you had a thought. I had a thought, but we just kind of we didn't dismissed talk about it, it. Yeah. for a few days. And, but, but the Lord kind of just spoke to my heart. It's, it's kind of like the testimony you shared a couple weeks ago when you said, I think it was last week, when you began praying for the sick in a meeting and you thought, what if nothing happens? And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart and said, but what if something does? And so that was immediately the thought, the, the, the replacement thought that came to me was, no, I think this is something really good and this isn't perhaps an answer to prayer, something they've been praying for. And sure enough, that's what the meeting, that's what the conversation was about. And so, but it reminded me of this um, that I had heard. People taunted us and tried to make us think that it was going to be bad at first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we hate them for that. (laughs) But I love that. The sign that you, you can tell that you are renewing your mind, that you are beginning to walk in this renewed mindset when you don't just assume the worst case scenario or something negative. But, um, so I love that. I hope that's something, a nugget that you can take and something practical that you can take um, away um, from this. But I also heard, um, as I'm just quoting people tonight. Um, it, that's what all preachers do. They right, quote somebody right. else. I heard Bill Johnson talking about faith recently. And he was saying how, you know, it's like, he's talking about praying for the sick. And it's not about can I just have enough faith to believe? But it is a surrendering to. It is letting go and just allowing God to do it. And I... I, Surrendering to faith. Yeah, yeah. You think you've got to work it up. But Bill talked about it's just a surrendering to faith. Yes, Yeah. So the two scriptures I want to talk about before we go into the seven faith declarations um, is famously when Jesus um, is talking. And let's go to Mark, uh, Mark chapter 11, uh, starting at verse 22. And um, we're going to talk about the mountain moving faith. What does that mean when Jesus said, if you say to this mountain move, um, it would be cast, thrown into the sea. Okay, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says, therefore I say to you, 
Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Um, so there are, there are some Bible scholars that say that, and I, I thought this was so, such a powerful um, interpretation of what this means because obviously, I don't know if you've ever tried to like go, just go out, if you've been in the mountains somewhere and you tried to cast the mountain <laughs> literally into the sea, um, it probably hasn't worked. Um, but what Jesus is referencing here um, some scholars believe that he is referencing Zechariah's vision of God's judgment in Zechariah chapter 14, verse four. And this is that, that verse. It says, and in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. And so that is where Jesus is, when you follow the context of the scripture, that is where he is, he's standing, looking at the Mount of Olives. Um, but it's what, what this is interpreted to mean by scholars is that Jesus is saying that the mountain represents anything that stands in opposition to the will of God. So that mountain, I'm going to say it again, that mountain represents anything that stands in the way of the will and purpose of God and his kingdom being established. So we have authority as believers to speak to anything that stands in the way of God's will yes. and purpose in your life, yes. in your family, in the world yes. around you, yes. and yes. his kingdom being made manifest in the earth, you have the authority as believers to speak to that mountain and it will be removed. And so I love that understanding that we would know and 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 all of the promises of God are yes and amen. So what are those, you know, there's a, a, a list of things that we know, not just not just the personal prophetic words that maybe we have received over our own lives and the personal promises, but the word of God is full of promises um, that we as believers have access to. And so we have authority to speak to that mountain. The next scripture that I wanted to touch on before we go into the seven de uh, declarations is in Matthew chapter 17. Can, can, can I, I yeah. just want, I want to say about this, uh, 23rd verse and another translation Mark 11 23 it says whatever you ask it shall be done and you can have what you say yeah. that's how it's worded in another translation you can have what you say yeah. the word of faith movement hones in on that and and they got it right there are there I'm not even going to go in that direction but I love that the word says what the word says. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're snared, another scripture says, by the words of our mouth. Yeah. Because of words we say. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. Um, we're gonna read. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. 
And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Okay, so in one, one verse here, he's saying, it's because of your little faith that you couldn't cast out the demon. But then he says, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, which we know is small. It almost little. feels like a contradiction, but right. it's not. So, so what does this mean? So um, this, the interpretation of the Greek word here, and I'm not going to get into trying to pronounce the Greek word, um, but the interpretation of the Greek word here for faith usually means little or small. So in that first phrase where Jesus says, um, because of your little faith, that, that's what he means. But in the next phrase, Jesus said, one only need a tiny quantity of faith to do great works. So the key is the meaning of the Greek adjective here. So, li- so it can mean small, but it can also mean weak or of poor quality. Mm. And so that is what it means here. Jesus is not criticizing their small quantity of faith, but rather their poor quality of faith. So I, I think that's just such a powerful understanding um, to know that when our, when our faith is not in um, you know, the things around us or even the miracle that we're believing God for, our faith is tethered to Jesus. Well, so, so here's what we do sometimes. When we come across a circumstance where someone is asking for prayer yeah. and we pray this prayer that kind of, um, uh, there's a word I'm searching for. Well, we pray it like this. God, if it is your will, we ask you to remove this cancer. Well, I can give you enough scripture to tell you that it is not God's will for anyone to have cancer. The devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. So there are a few scriptures that come to mind that can illuminate the will of God. Yeah. So it's like, but what we do, we approach, and, and it's kind of like um, we pray in such a way that we let ourselves off the hook if power isn't demonstrated. Right. Right. I just want to encourage you to reposture yourself yeah. to... Stop trying to get off the hook. Wow. 
Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> uh, listen, because it's not up to us anyway. No. We're not the ones. Yeah. There was, a, there was a miracle that happened in a grocery store at uh, one, a man from Bill Johnson's church, and he prayed for a woman with a deaf ear at the cash register. She was instantly healed, and then another man came up and said, do you think God will heal my... He had arthritis in his hands. He said, do you think God will heal my arthritis? And he said, his response says, well, let's give it a try. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's, it's like... Let's just dive in. Yeah. I mean, we, we may not see 100% of the people, but what if we saw, there was one scripture where Jesus went to Nazareth and uh, he, the Bible says he could not, he could do, not do uh, many miracles because of their unbelief except for heal a few sick folk. If we had a few sick folk healed here tonight, we'd call it revival. We have to change our paradigm. It's like Jesus prayed for every, everybody he prayed for got healed. And so uh, he's demonstrating to us the possibilities. And so, you know, it's like I prayed for people and then attended their funeral six months later. That doesn't mean my faith got it wrong. Sometimes it's just the trial of our faith. And there are some things we'll never get the answers to. But let's live with the mystery instead of trying to make excuses for our lack of power in our prayer life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I cut you off. No, I'm good. Let's, let's, let's dive into, y'all ready to dive into seven faith declarations tonight? Are y'all ready to dive into seven faith <laughs> Okay, we're ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm having a squirrel moment. Okay. Because I had this funny thought this week I wanted to share with everybody. But I think it gets in, it's in context about how we can make good declarations or bad declarations in our uh, a wrong frame of mind. But there was the song that we used to sing, My Family Traveled. And so my dad preached, people got healed. But then we'd go do just concerts. We'd sing all of our Southern Gospel songs. And there were times, this is before Mark Lowry, uh, became a Christian comedian. And so there are things that we did just to get a laugh. And there was this one song that we sang called Let the Church Roll On. You heard that one? We are, we are about to be edified. Are we, you ready to be edified? We, we sang this song. There would be this point and everybody would laugh and had about seven verses, but I can't remember all the verses. There's only two that I can remember. But uh, the chorus goes like this. Let, let the church roll on. Let the church roll on. Let the church roll on. My Lord, let the church roll on. And then one of the verses, if the people in, the, no, if the deacons in the church, they don't decry. Oh what shall we do? Kick them off of that pew and let the church roll on. Well, we don't want to kick anybody off the pew. We want to fix things, right? That's the wrong mindset. But we sang it and everybody laughed. And then there was another uh, verse which said, If the preacher in the church, he don't preach right. What shall we do? Cut his pay and starve him out and let the church roll on. Cut his pay and starve him out. Cut yes. his pay. Now there is a faith 
faith-filled <laughs> concept, right? We got to get it right. We got to get it we right. Got that, those are the old things we used to say. We don't say, well, I don't think anybody around here has ever said anything like that. <laughs> but we've come a long way, baby, haven't we? Yes, yes, I love it. We don't sing that song anymore, and we'll never sing it again unless it's just like in a story. But we're going to start now, yeah. and we're on the other side of this line. Are y'all yes. ready to make some faith declarations? Yes. Yes. Number one, I'm going to say it, and then I want you to repeat it. I will live life strong. I will live life strong. I want you to say it again really strong. I will live life strong. Now, all of these declarations come from the 27th Psalm. Psalm 27, verse 1 through 3, the New King James Version says, The Lord is my light. I just almost burped right there. Did you hear it? Let's just acknowledge it. It happened. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Let's say it again. I will live life strong. Do you want to read the message? Yeah, I love the message translation of these verses. It says, light, space, zest. That's God. Ah. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, Ah. afraid of no one and nothing. When vandal hordes ride down ready to eat me alive, those bullies and toughs fall flat on their faces. When besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. I will live life strong. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Our second declaration, Psalm 27, verses 7 and 8, says, I'm sorry, I jumped down. Uh, Okay, the declaration is, I will love God's house passionately. Everybody say with me. I will love God's house passionately. Let's do it again. I will love God's house passionately. Psalm 27, verses 4 and 5. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Yeah. Let's say it together one more time, this declaration. Let's put it on the screen. I will, I will love, love God's, God's house passionately. passionately. You know, I just want to say really quick before we move on. You know, I know in, in modern times, modern church, it seems, you know, there's definitely a movement that we know that you know, online church is amazing. You know, it's so uh, incredible that we have that option. I have been so personally blessed um, by, uh, you know, ministries and services I've been able to to watch online or whatever. Um, But there is nothing like 
coming to the house of the Lord, raising your families in the house of the Lord. If you're a single person connecting with brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord, we are passionate, and I hope you are too, about making the house of God. I know we are living stones, and we make up the house of God, yes, but there is the, the we have this beautiful opportunity to gather together in the house of God, in the sanctuary. And um, so I, I love this decora- declaration. I will love God's house passionately. Yeah. Let me interject here another announcement. Um, Wednesday night, the 31st, will be the last day of our fast. And I want to invite the whole church out because I want it to be a night of worship, and then I'm going to preach about the house of God. I have a word from the Lord about the house of God being a house of prayer and our vision for the year as a house of prayer. And it's it's a word that we all must embrace for us to walk. So make plans to be here on Wednesday night. We're going to have worship. January 31st. Schedule the whole band, D-Lo. Uh, we uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have wonderful worship, and we always have wonderful worship. And uh, and then I'm gonna bring a word. All right. Love it. Number three. Number three. I will have an overflowing heart. Say that out loud. I will have an overflowing heart. I want you to think about that. Want you? I want you to think about it, and I want you to say it again. I will have an overflowing heart. Psalm 27, verse 7 and 8. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Now, there are many voices that try to get our attention. They would try to shape our life and destiny. Many things you could listen to and lean into. Let's leave that declaration up on the screen. Yeah, thank you. The voice that is most important for you to hear is the voice of God. It speaks loud and clear in our hearts. The voice of God is heard most Distinctly, when your heart is overflowing with the Holy Spirit, overflowing with the things of God, when it is filled to the brim. So I I want you to to have that picture. That's when God can speak to you, when you allow the things of God to be uh, poured into you and so much that it just spills out. Say it one more time. I will have an overflowing heart. Okay, we're going to move to number four. I will turn to God at all times. Say that. I will turn to God at all times. Say it again. I will turn to God at all times. Now I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them this. At all times, at all at times, all at all times. times. We've uh, all been in situations. I don't care if you are 
an ordained minister and full-time ministry or if you are um, just been saved, we all have opportunities (laughs) to not turn to God at all times in all situations. And this is such a powerful declaration and a decision to make that I will turn to God at all times. Psalm 27, verse 9 and 10. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Okay, I'm going to read this little note. Everyone has a bad day. I've had one bad day that I can think of in my You've life. You've had a few. You've had a few. <laughs> or a bad many. week. A bad year. Turbulent times of life. It might come in a crisis. It could be cancer or divorce. You're fired. Bankruptcy. I hate you and I never want to see you again. We don't like that, right? Some things in life are unjustified and harder to handle. What do you do? How do you cope? Where do you turn? Every person must make the right turn toward God. Don't turn away. When we feel stripped, bare, and dry, or when life is at a loss, is there a way back? Yes. You turn to God. I want to to define this word turning. It's a deliberate decision. A change in direction. It's when we talk about repent means to change. A change in direction, a pivotal point in life. Act of turning about and facing the other way to change one's feelings. Let's make that statement one more time. I will turn to God at all times. Okay. Number five, why don't you? Number five, number five. Let's say this together. I will walk uprightly. Psalms 27, verses 11 and 12. says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path. Because of my enemies, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. But I have decided I will walk on the smooth path, the the way of the Lord. Let's say I will walk uprightly together. Let's say it together. I I will will walk uprightly. uprightly. Number six, I will not lose heart. Say that. I will not lose heart. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means never give up. 
Everybody say, never give up. Say it confidently. Now say the phrase again. I will not lose heart. Psalm 27, now we're at verse 13 and 14. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, I'm going to read that again. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I will not lose heart. I love that scripture so much. And that scripture on our New Year's Eve service just came to my heart that I, I would have lost heart had, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that was actually my declaration coming out of 2023 was that I have seen the goodness of the Lord. Mm. And it's not because everything was perfect and everything was, even that I won every battle. But he has been so good to me. And so whatever you are facing right now, whether it's a health challenge or a financial challenge or a relational challenge, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Because we are, I know there's many, there are many witnesses in the room that could say, that we have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He is faithful. Wait, be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. And number seven, number seven, there are seven declarations. Number seven is your clue that it's the last one. And, uh, and you might want to go ahead and come up. <laughs> Everyone, or are you just talking just to Korean? Everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone in the room, come to the stage. <laughs> uh, words matter, right? Words matter. Um, Kareem, other musicians? Yeah, let's, let's come on. Number seven, I will hold my head high. Everybody say it loud. There it says, I will hold my head high. Oh. Yeah. I will hold, you can my, hold head my head up, up too. <laughs> up high. Um, yeah. Let's read the scripture. Verse six. Psalms twenty-seven, verse six. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in His tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. I will hold my head high. That verse in the message says, God holds my head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. The Young's literal translation says, and now lifted up is my head above my enemies, my surrounders. The New Living Translation says, then I will hold my head high above my enemies who summon me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts 
of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. I will hold my head up high. I have just some rapid fire scriptures, scriptures that build faith for God to lift our head. I didn't give them to you, Psalm 3, 3, but you, O Lord, are the shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Psalm 110, 7, he shall drink of the brook by the wayside, therefore he shall lift up the head. Psalm 91, 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Psalm 145, 14, the Lord upholds all who fall. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. Psalm 146, 8, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Psalm 147, verse 6, the Lord lifts up the, t- the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Habakkuk 3.19, the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Psalm 24, 16. For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. And then Micah 7, 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. Everybody say, I will arise. arise. Make that a declaration. I I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will hold my head up high. Let's say all seven together, and then we'll be done. I will live life strong. I will love God's house passionately. I will have an overflowing heart. I will turn to God at all times. I will walk uprightly. I will not lose heart. Now say, never give up. And then number seven, I will hold my head high. Yes, yes, yes. So God, we come to you committed, committed to, to give you the right declaration. I've, I've got one, one final scripture that I wanted. I just want you to know that words matter. It matters what you say. In Daniel 10, verse 12, and this is the last scripture. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. The angel of the Lord is telling Daniel, I have come because of your words. I want you to understand that there is angelic activity waiting for you, poised, waiting for you, and will come to you because of your words. So God, let's everybody stand. God, we are commissioned by your word to declare your promise over every circumstance to be in love with the house of God to keep our head high because you're the glory and the lifter 
of our heads. So we rise up and we open our mouth and we'll search and we'll search and we'll read for ourselves and declare the word of God. We'll declare the promises of God. This is our commitment. This is the army of God that you've placed us in, hearts that you've knit us together with. Now help us march strong. Help us to declare strong and let us march into the greatest victory the world has ever known. Lord, we're so grateful for all these stories in the Bible, but you have a story for us. So we step into our story. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And And we we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.